The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, 705 here on The Todd and Oz Show. You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. Listen, the Austin City Council will consider an extension of a contract uh, this week with Ending Community Homelessness Coalition. That's ECHO. That is the group. That has received a lot of your tax dollars over the years. And our problem with the homeless community has only uh, grown even worse. Yes. That according to our own city manager. Mm -hmm. Well, the group has received millions and millions of dollars from uh, the taxpayers to address this problem. And uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. And homeless strategy officer David Gray, he says more than 3,300 people used city-run shelters last year. And much more space is needed. The fact of the matter is we don't have the luxury of choosing if we want to go all in on more shelters shelter or all in on more housing we need both yeah now uh grade zone numbers this week show only three percent i said three percent of people living in city-run homeless shelters are actually going into permanent housing the city says uh it expects 300 percent increase in permanent supportive housing units uh this year yeah, this calendar year here's david gray 98 percent what that basically means is everybody who goes into permanent supportive housing has a positive outcome. This mm. intervention works. I don't know, man. It, uh, those numbers don't seem very good at all. Only 3%? Well, I think some of the argument they're going to make there is that only 3% of people are, are exiting shelters and into permanent supportive housing because we don't have enough permanent supportive housing. Oh, I see. So we got to get more of your money mm-hmm. because we got to build more of this housing. You know, they got plenty of ARPA dollars, those federal American Rescue Plan Act dollars, still just sitting there waiting to be used. Really? Yeah, I mean, he, he mentioned that. I, I, I think that uh, a lot of this stuff's uh, has been uh, run with, with ARPA dollars. Basically collecting some interest payments on it, maybe. Yeah, I think the word that Ryan Alter used was massive influx of permanent supportive housing. So you can expect this city council to spend big. This Ryan Alter is turning out to be one of the most progressive city council members we've ever had. He wants you to uh, say yes to a massive bond package, possibly next November, to deal with climate change. Yeah. You know, the climate fear cult. Yeah. And he wants a massive increase in permanent supportive housing. How many? How many units? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Uh, I think they've got designs on at least a thousand new uh, new permanent supportive housing units in the next couple of years. They won't tell you years. how much because even if you reach that goal, it won't be enough. Oh, absolutely not. They'll want more and more and more. Absolutely not. Yeah, you're right. Ryan Alter is is really behind some very very high dollar proposals. It is Marxist and Marxist clothing. 708, you can jump in here at 512-836-0590. We had a story uh, in the previous segment before the top of the hour about 90-year-old Fran. Yes. She has been a volunteer at the National MS Society for 60 years. She lost her husband to MS and decided to commit her life to helping the National MS Society. Well, apparently there was some sort of training session or a conversation that came up about pronouns, and she simply asked the question, what is that? Uh, not, not an egregious affront to anyone, right? She's not uh, being accused of uh, you know, using the wrong pronouns, which is kind of fun to do. Yeah, I don't use uh, pronouns. She just asked a simple question, what is it? What are you talking about? Mm. I don't understand. So they, they, they sent her a letter. They didn't even have the balls to call her or talk to her face-to-face, but instead the National MS Society sent her an email at 4.58 on a Friday. That's when people get fired, right? Of course. And uh, she's been a volunteer for 60 years, and they told her that her volunteering services are no longer needed because she's not inclusive enough. So a pronoun was enough to, to upend 
two-thirds of her life that she gave the National MS Society. She wasn't getting paid for the 60 of the 90 years she'd been alive. She was just giving them 60 years of wow. her time because this was a genuinely important issue for her. I know this may be a bold statement, but I'll say it. People that are living with MS right now, they don't give a rip about pronouns. No, no. no. They don't give a rip about inclusive, any, anything like this. They don't give a rip about any of this. They're fighting for their life. Well, and, 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 and they probably need someone like Fran around. Unfortunately, th- this is probably going to put a little dip in the donations to the National MS Society for now. This may be bigger than some of the other inclusive flare-ups and problems that some companies have had in the past. Certainly could. Uh, Andrew is in the domain this morning. Andrew, what's going on? I wonder when this pronoun, all this crap's going to end. You know, what's the limit of it? I mean, can I go kill someone and will you convict me of murder? It wasn't murder. I identify as God. I was smiting. Yeah. Or can I say I'm the president and start, you know, giving out pardons and, yeah. hey, hey, Abbott, lock the border. Yeah. I'm the president. You say otherwise. Well, I think, I mean, it, I think it's going to continue until more of us, you know, act like we're friends. And push back yeah. on it. Yeah. Say no, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Nah, Fran, Fran should con- Fran should should continue to show up. Fran should could continue to walk through the front door where she was volunteering her time. Make them call the police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm she just here to help. She, she's manager. trespassing. She's using the wrong pronouns, and she's trespassing now. Would you please arrest her? Make a scene. I know. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. I, I, I mean, you know, I something tells me Fran just doesn't want any more part of this. She, I mean, she's. She sounded very heartbroken and, and somewhat defeated, but she also didn't sound like she was going to go fight back. She's just kind of like, I, I don't understand why they did this to me. I gave them so much time. This was so something I, I just asked a simple question. What, do you, what is a pronoun? What do you mean by that? So I, it's, it's a very sad story. Yeah. Very sad story. It's as if, uh, it's as if the National MS Society is conducting the Salem witch trials. <laughs> right? Burn the witch. Yeah. She used the wrong pronouns. Well, that, that's, that's kind of... I mean, that's really the, the larger uh, left nowadays. Yeah, they better get ahead of this one. This mm-hmm. could uh, spin out of control for them, yep. right? Yep, yep. 717 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in here at 512-836-0590. Happy Valentine's Day out there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Listen, I wasn't talking to you. Oh. Uh, listen, no. former Austin City Councilman Gregorio Casar is pushing a bill in Washington, D.C. that would strip Texas and its power grid away from ERCOTS, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, and then connect it to that national power grid. Man, he sure does hate independence, doesn't he? He absolutely does. Yeah, this bill is called the Connect to the Grid Act, and Kassar, he has not given many details about it yet because he doesn't understand it. He just knows it's something he needs to do. Uh, And, uh, well, we'll find out later today a few more details when it's uh, fully released. He claims it would make electricity more reliable for the nation. Hmm. Uh, ERCOT is withholding any comment. They're waiting on this for, you know, to see what the proposal is. And it's, uh, well, likely to face some intense pushback from... uh, just about every state official, yeah. I would think, right? I, I would, I would expect it. I mean, it's, you know, this is the, this is a bad idea. It's two things that'll happen. If we connected to the national power grid, your energy rates would skyrocket, and you would have to experience the occasional rolling brownout or blackout, just like they have in California. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it's we're doing okay on our own here, and the rest of the nation, for the most part, seems to do okay, except for California, but they did that to themselves. Uh, and 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 I don't really feel like we have any obligation to send our our, our energy elsewhere. Yeah, Greg Kassar is Greg Kassar is not a, a states' rights man by he, any stretch of of the imagination. He's not an energy expert either. 
No, he's certainly not. Mm-hmm. He, but he's up. You know, he's got all kinds of of very, I don't know, anti-free, uh, anti-American sort of uh, proposals, and he's had them ever since he was on the Austin City Council here. Well, he definitely doesn't care for Texas, right? I mean, he's not interested in uh, you know the best interest of Texas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's a uh, He's a bit of a con man, I think. I think he's a he's a as a big old Marxist who's just got. Uh, come on, man. Let's don't get mean. Don't get mean. I mean, he's he's got he's just got the whole. Be, uh, you don't have to be nasty about it. I mean, come on. We're out here in public. People are watching. Kids and women are children here. Don't don't get nasty. He did to himself. All he wants to do is tear down you governments. Don't, you don't have to cuss. We're on the radio. Sorry. You're a little heated sometimes. Just calm down a little bit, okay? You think Greg Casar would ever uh, agree to like a charity boxing match with me? Oh, come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Dead serious, actually. Have been for years. You really? You think yeah. so? Yeah. I would be. I would be the living embodiment of capitalism over socialism. We'd have to sell some tickets, wouldn't we? Uh, it is seven twenty. Uh, jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Check this out in the world of business. Credit card companies have a few more months to begin offering merchant codes that apply specifically to gun stores in uh, in one state to help track firearms purchases, while other states are actually considering uh, some similar legislation. A California law says by May of next year, financial institutions have to supply merchant codes specific to firearms and ammunition to retailers so that credit card companies and banks can track gun purchases with the goal of stopping someone from committing a mass shooting if they buy a large amount in a short period of time. You're going to see more and more firearms enthusiasts and, and just general sporting goods enthusiasts using cash. Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson, who talked to the Fox News Rundown podcast, is one of many Republicans wondering if this breaks any laws. This is not East Germany. This is America. We have a right to privacy in this country and you can buy whatever you want as long as it's done legally. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. What do you think about that? Your bank sharing uh, transaction information with the government. What do you think about that? Uh, jump in and I know what Texans think about that. I don't know what new Texans think about it. Oh, so, so, I mean, what about the, the, the Right to Financial Privacy Act, right? They, I mean, that, 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 that's an act that what, like protects the confidentiality of, of personal financial records. Sure. Statutory Fourth Amendment protections for your bank, bank records. Yeah. So, uh, highly unconstitutional. This is. Absolutely it is. I mean, no I, doubt I, about it. It needs to be challenged right away. And it's an extreme... Uh, it, 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 it's an extreme privacy invasion. Well, it's it's, it's not just that. Uh, personally, may, maybe not now, maybe not today, but there once was a time where you trusted your banker the way you trusted your doctor. And I know we question those things now. This is the kind of thing that erodes trust in your local bank. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, 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 I There's no other way. I mean, it, it, there's no other way to spin this. It's, yeah. it's just I, I'm... It seems so... What's the goal? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to do? They're, they're trying to build a database. They're trying to build a registration database is what they're doing. They want to know who's got the guns. Who's got the guns. And they want to know who's got, who's got what political philosophies, what religious philosophies. Uh, and they want to go ahead and sort of profile you into a, what, a potential domestic terrorist or something guess, like that? I guess. Maybe Allegedly. so. Allegedly. Yeah, maybe so. I, I don't... I, I mean, there's already there's already uh, and, and somebody out there listening would know a whole lot more about this than me. But I, I would think that there's already uh, triggers, if you will, to use a you know, maybe that's that's not the best term, but uh, triggers that alert the government when you buy a certain number of weapons. Mm. Like if I went out and bought 10 guns today at a local sporting goods store, they probably wouldn't sell me 10, would they? 
That may be that may be something that alerts the government. If you buy more than so many in a certain time frame, that sort of thing. That, well, that what I'm saying is there's already triggers to alert the government, right, of some sort so, sort of nefarious purchases. Sure, sure. But you know they they uh, they say all it takes is one gun, all one of those just one of those mean semi-automatic rifles. Well, it, it's it takes one crazy person. That's exactly right. That's that's, that's the that's way the, to phrase it. That's the first ingredient. They would right? never phrase it like that, though, yeah. because you know the mental health problem <laughs> that leads to someone wanting to go and shoot up fifty innocent people. That's never that that's not addressed. It's always immediately it's the guns and it's the legal gun owner as well. Yeah. You know, not the criminal. So yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think I think Janet Yellen needs to uh, kind of specify a little bit more what was going on she's here. been rather vague in a couple of previous hearings very and and and, and the banks need to be, to explain too right yeah it is uh i mean why does the bank need to give uh, the transaction information think about this the bank is already the bank is going to hand over and they have been a lot of the banks already do this bank of america and a few others but when you go to buy a weapon you're already run through a a, a government system you are you are they the nixus you're already run through a system so the government has already been alerted you're making a purchase. Mm-hmm. But now they want the financial information that goes along with it to see what other financial things you may be purchasing. That's what it is. So guns and, oh, look, he, he, bought, a, he bought a red MAGA hat, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, put him in the database. Yeah, put him in the database. Yeah. The, well, there, there was no reason, no legal authority, for that matter, for this, this privacy invasion here. Uh, and and despite, despite the you know, protections under the Fourth Amendment here, they, they went ahead and did this anyway. Yeah. This should be a bigger story than it is. 724. Listen, two former uh, Williamson County deputies are just a week away from standing trial on a manslaughter charge. Zach Camden, J.J. Johnson, they tased Javier Ambler following a 22-minute high-speed chase that actually ended in Austin. Ambler then died, and the deputies were charged. Attorney Doug O'Connell tells CBS Austin that the prosecution this week tried to add a new misdemeanor assault charge but the judge denied that. That tells you something. It tells you that they've finally gotten around to analyzing the evidence. They've identified their manslaughter evidence is weak, and they're scared. Yeah, now, uh, on that night, Ambler's death, uh, the sheriff's department, led by then-Sheriff Robert Chody, was filming an episode of uh, the show Live PD. They no longer do that now. Right. Uh, Chody and the former assistant county attorney, Jason Nassour, were later indicted for allegedly destroying the footage. Jury selection for Camden and uh, Johnson begins Tuesday. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, you know, Doug O'Connell would know. You know, I mean, I, I think his assessment is probably sp- pretty spot on there. Because like you said, this is a three-year-old, three-year-old indictments they've been, they've been sitting under. Yeah. Uh, five-year-old case. And they're just now a week, a week ahead of trial coming out and saying, oh, well, let's add this assault charge onto it, too. Because now they're realizing, I don't think we're going to be able to get this manslaughter charge to stick. Hang on a second. Here's Doug O'Connell again. This case is five years old. Our clients have been under indictment for three years, and we're a week away from trial. And they went out and got a new indictment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean that 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 whole, that whole side of the story about uh, the video evidence was destroyed. I don't believe that. No, I don't buy that. And uh, let me explain. It's it's possible the version that uh, these two men had that may have been destroyed. But if you're the producer or a cameraman of Live PD or any show in America and you happen to record something like that, you keep it forever. As, yeah. a, as a producer, as a, a, a you know a, a film kind of guy, as a, a reporter, you don't delete that. So you think it's out there still somewhere? Absolutely it is. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. You may it be is. right. 
733 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. It was a scene of pure chaos that unfolded in the emergency room at St. David's Medical Center after a car crashes through the wall. This car crashed into a hospital emergency room. It happened at the Austin Travis County Emergency Medical Services. The driver of the sedan is confirmed to be dead. At least five others are injured. Authorities are saying as of right now, it does not appear to be an intentional yeah, act. The video captured from inside the emergency room uh, in the immediate aftermath as the car crashes through the wall, the concrete wall, and uh, and continues driving. It uh, stops you know, when it hits a, a wall interior inside the emergency room. Yeah, that's kicking uh, up. Well, apparently the driver was unconscious or dead already and still had the foot on the gas, that sort of thing. Uh, Austin Travis County EMS Chief Robert Luckwitz, he says uh, a total of six people were involved, including the driver. One individual was pronounced uh, deceased on the scene of the incident after being extricated from the vehicle by the Austin Fire Department. An additional four patients were transported to area hospitals. Yeah, well, uh, two victims are children. One is in critical condition. And according to Austin police, this was not an intentional crash. Uh, they're still not quite fully sure why it happened, though. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, based on speculation, on my own speculation, it seems like maybe, you know, you hear there that the engine still revved high, the, the, the wheels are screeching, and that would indicate that the driver may have had a medical emergency prior to the, the crash and, you know, maybe just... Propelled through, couldn't stop. I guess it's possible they were trying to get themselves to the emergency room. Yeah. I guess that's possible, right? Very I mean, that's possible. Uh, that's possible. There's a couple of scenarios here. Do we know the driver's name yet? The no. identity of the driver has not been released. Not yet. I know there were eight people being treated in the ER at the time. They had to be taken to different facilities. There's also one other adult at a different hospital who's also in critical condition. So this, yeah. this is a big deal. Um, you know, I guess your first thought is going to be this, oh my gosh, someone just intentionally drove their car through this. Oh, wall I, th I think in the midst of the chaos of something like that, you're not sure what's happening. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It, I mean, for some people, your mind goes to terrorist attack. It's crazy. It's chaos. There's smoke and screaming and that sort of thing. That's what I think a lot of people were probably worried about. Yeah. Um, but that does not appear to be the case. Listen, uh, the Republican-led House... Uh, well, hang on a second. Let me, let me squeeze in Joe real quick. Joe wanted to weigh in uh, this morning on a, on a couple of stories that we have, including these credit card companies and banks in California that are tracking uh, gun purchases. Uh, Joe, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing today? Happy uh, Happy Valentine's Day and yes, uh, Ash Wednesday for everybody out there. Thank Ask, you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Hey, well, anyhow, I want to talk to you about that gun control thing. And, uh, you know, I believe in... Uh, Everybody should have the right to own guns and everything like that. But California, I'll tell you, the best thing they could do is uh, when uh, St. Andrew's fall, falls off and California drifts away from the United States, they become their own country somewhere because they're just a bunch of dummies out there. Yeah, Anyhow, uh, I used to use the acronym back when I was in the service, uh, Bohica. Bend over, here it comes again. Because that's what's <laughs> happening now. Because I'll tell you what, uh, we just don't know where to go anymore. I mean, it's uh, might as well turn the clock back 150 years and let's go back to the western days i mean it's that crazy out there nowadays i hear you man hang in there joe i hear you <laughs> yeah it is crazy it is well in some ways it's just the modern wild west now listen the republican-led house they voted to impeach the homeland security secretary alejandro mayorkas overnight and well because he is uh, failing to follow the law and enforce uh, the law that's on the books 
and uh, amid this crisis of uh, illegal immigration, uh, many uh, on the left say that uh, this this vote was baseless. The impeachment's not expected to get through the Democratic-led Senate, but the House vote to impeach marked the first time a cabinet official has been impeached since the 1870s. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. Republicans like Congresswoman Lauren Boebert celebrating the vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Who's endangered our country by deliberately handing over control of our southern border to the cartel. Now that's delivering for the American people, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Mayorkas has been under fire for the continued surge of illegal immigration at the southern border. A vote to impeach failed in the House last week, but the return of Congressman Steve Scalise to the House floor in another go this week led to the historic vote. Congressman Tim Burchett took to social media afterward. He lied under oath. He said our border is safe, and in fact it is not safe. It is a very dangerous place. There is little or any security there. The Department of Homeland Security maintains that the vote comes without what they describe as a shred of evidence and no constitutional grounds. The department released a statement saying House Republicans will be remembered by history for trampling on the Constitution for political gain rather than what it described as working to solve the serious challenges at our border. I'm Clayton Neville. Now, uh, Representative Jody Arrington, the Republican from Texas. The guy had no intention of enforcing the laws of the land. He didn't fulfill his sacred oath to his security mission to guard and control the border. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you know, you, he's uh, uh, Mike Johnson, the House Speaker. You know, he, he talked about the precedent that, that's being set here because, you know, I mean, this is the first time that, that this has really happened. But he says that, you know, basically Alejandro Mayorkas has done more damage than any other cabinet secretary in that in history. Yeah, and, and I think that's wrong. I think it's Joe Biden has done more damage. Uh, he, you know, uh, Mayorkas, you know, he's just a useful idiot. He's just following the direction of Joe Biden. Right? And they, and they right. will they will replace him I mean, with I someone who will do exactly what he's doing, if not worse. I like getting tough on him. I, I get that. But sure. impeaching him, I, I, it's not going to change anything, right? It's not going to change anything. The, the Democrat voters are hell-bent on having a, an open border. Yeah. Period. Well, uh, you had uh, one, of, one of the Republicans that voted. I think three Republicans voted against this. And one of them was Tom McClintock. And he made the point that just swapping one leftist for yet another leftist is just a fantasy. It solves nothing. The big, it excuses all Biden's culpability and unconstitutionality here. The big argument has been policy. We need policy change. Yeah. Reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy. That's the big fight, and, and, and he's right. It's just going to be another policy hack that's going to follow Joe Biden's uh, directions. That's why this, this, the aim here shouldn't be Mayorkas. The aim here should be Biden. He's the one that is allowed. He's, I mean, you know, at least he's the figurehead who's allegedly giving, you know, making the calls here. But he's the one who's responsible for it, all of it. They all need to get back to the floor, House and Senate, and fix the border crisis. And but, that means shutting it down. That means shutting it down. But don't you love how they how they spin this? You know, the Democrats they 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 can they they continue to try to talk themselves up as all of the sudden the party of border security. Well, it's because the Republicans wouldn't go along with this that that uh, you know the 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 border uh, the border security bill, the historic bipartisan security bill, didn't pass. Uh, and 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 you know now they're out there saying, well, they're going to be remembered by history for trampling on the Constitution for political gain. What, tell me what Joe Biden does every day of his life. 
Here's Jody Arrington again, the Republican from Texas. I don't think they have any interest in fulfilling that uh, that that uh, commitment to removing somebody who's who's contributing to harm to our society, and I think immeasurable harm at this point. Yeah, let's squeeze in Jay checking in from Westlake this morning. Jay, good morning. Yeah, guys, I you know I can see your positioning here. I don't agree at all. Um, regardless of of uh, who's setting the policy for Mayorkas, which is Joe Biden and the Democrats. Mayorkas has violated the law. He's put Americans in every community in danger. And out of principle alone, if you violated the law and you've lied to Congress, you should be removed. If they replace him with someone else equally as bad, then he should or she should be removed as well. Okay. Like the idea that you're going to just sort of give him a pass. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to give anybody a pass. I want the border crisis solved uh, yesterday. That's that's what I want. And and and, and you put and, them on notice. How about put Did Joe Biden say, on notice? How about that? Yeah. For, for this you, very you, reason, the open border. You do that too. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have to do one thing at a time. You do it too. Yeah. Well, we're not but, uh, we're not in disagreement the way you think, Jay. Uh, uh, you know, we're 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 just talking about the story and the border crisis. I think we're in agreement on that. We need to fix that, right? He. He's most. He's very clearly Biden's useful idiot. Every useful idiot within the Biden administration, of which there are quite a few, yeah. need to be removed if they have deceived and lied to Congress and violated the law. Every single one of them should be. I don't care if it passes the Senate. Mm-hmm. They need to be put on notice and they need to be shamed accordingly. Yeah, including uh, Dr. Tony Fauci, who lied before Congress under oath. <laughs> 749 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can jump in at 512-836-0590. Democrat President Joe Biden and a bipartisan group of lawmakers, including top U.S. Senate Republicans. Uh, yesterday, they urged the rest of the Republicans uh, controlling the House uh, to, uh, to say yes and take up the $95.34 billion military aid package for Ukraine and other allies. President Biden is warning House Republicans of the stakes if they do not allow a vote on the emergency aid package the Senate has passed for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. This bipartisan bill sends a clear message to Ukrainians and to our partners and to our allies around the world. America can be trusted. America can be relied upon. And America stands up for freedom. We stand strong for our allies. We never bow down to anyone, and certainly not to Vladimir Putin. We can't walk away now. That's what Putin's betting on. The president says Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin must see that the U.S. stands with Ukraine and other allies. Supporting this bill is standing up to Putin. Opposing it is playing into Putin's hands. But the $95 billion bill faces a deeply uncertain future in the House, with hardline Trump-allied Republicans opposed. So I call on the Speaker to let the full House speak its mind and not allow a minority of most extreme voices in the House to block this bill even from being voted on. Even from being voted on. This is a critical act for the House to move. Speaker Mike Johnson has said it could be months before the bill gets to the president's desk, if at all. For Republicans in Congress who think they can oppose funding for Ukraine and not be held accountable, history is watching. Ukraine backers hope the Senate's bipartisan support will put pressure on Johnson with the nearly two-year Russia-Ukraine war at a crucial point. And I urge Speaker Johnson to bring it to the floor immediately, immediately. 
There's no question that the Senate bill was put on the floor in the House of Representatives, it would pass. It would pass. And the speaker knows that. Sagar Magani, Washington. I want to throw a question out there this morning, and anybody can answer it, I, I would think, right? 512-836-0590, because Joe hasn't done it. No Democrat hasn't done it. No, no Republican has said this. Why do we need to support Ukraine? Why is it in America's interest? Why is it so important for the people of Texas, the people of Austin, the people of, uh, of, uh, of America to support Ukraine uh, with, their, uh, with their weapons and money? Why? And I, and I know just asking that question, uh, for some of you lefties out there, all of a sudden you immediately think I'm a Putin sympathizer. There's nothing further from the truth. Mm. I'm just curious. Why? I might su- I might support the $95 billion for Ukraine aid. I might, but nobody has sold me on why. And where is the rest of the money gone? Where have the rest of the weapons gone? What is, why, why is there no accounting of what we've handed over so far? And just asking that question, all of a sudden you're a Putin sympathizer. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a ridiculous talking point. Uh, asking a very, it's a very warranted question. This is, this is your tax money, too, being sent off to a foreign nation to fight a foreign war that you know nothing about. And you don't want to know where it was, where it was sent? Every, I, I don't every, understand that thought I, process. I, I don't understand why John Cornyn's not asking that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that there are a lot of people out there, uh, the, the Schumers of the world and, and others who, are, who can continue to make the argument that the only way to keep you from having your, your child fight the Russians on, in a ground war is to spend spend the money with Ukraine. Uh, we also have to prevent Vladimir Putin from rolling through Europe. I, Joy Bayar was just over uh, yesterday on the View, screaming like a banshee about how uh, if if they don't get the money, Putin's going to roll into uh, first Ukraine, then Poland, then France, then Germany, and then Italy. And she's like, and you don't think that we're going to have a draft come back to go fight the Russians? This is the kind of scare tactic that a lot of people are using to say. This is the justification to, to take your money and give it to Volodymyr I Zelensky. Don't, I just don't know why it's, it's, it's in America's best interest to prop up Ukraine. I don't know. I mean, if they would just come out and be honest, and if the, and if the honest answer is, well, we have biochemical weaponry that we've been developing there, and we need to protect that, I would say, okay, yeah, well, we need to protect that. Yeah, let's protect that. Well, obviously it's not that. Oh, obviously, I mean, maybe some some of that, but it's not, obviously, it's not just that. It smells like the friends and family members of the people that are trying to spend your money and weapons in Ukraine are the only ones that are really benefiting and profiting from this. They all, they all come out quite well. Let me squeeze in. uh, We could squeeze in some calls if we got time. Yeah, we got time. We could do that. Uh, 512-836-0590. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why do we need to defend Ukraine? And I think, and, and I know that's because, well, they're not a NATO, uh, they're a NATO ally, they're a NATO friend, but they're not a NATO member. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Sure. I know that Ken Paxton it was going after uh, John Cornyn on uh, Twitter yesterday because John Cornyn was one of those to vote for this Ukrainian funding that that contained no border security money, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, as a senator who will tell you to your face, he cares about border security. Apparently cares about Ukraine border security even more. Yeah, absolutely. So it is uh, seven fifty four. I'll take that call, uh, Patch, Vandy. If we take that call, let me squeeze in. Let's see. Is it uh, uh, Billy? Good morning. Morning, guys. Listen, nobody on that side, on the other side, believes that that we want to enrich Vladimir Putin. Nobody does. The problem is we don't have anybody on the conservative side of the aisle with the cojones to play the game hard. You know, Trump played the game hard. Yeah. 
and you know they were making a comment yesterday about well Mexico will not you know put up for us the remain in Mexico policy that Biden could put back into into effect today but Trump didn't ask the president he, I'm sure he consulted with the president of Mexico but he said hey this is the way it's going to be well, listen, you, you, no, you're right. We, we don't have anybody that's willing to play the game. And the game should be when Mexico says, nah, we're not going to follow the, uh, you know, remain in Mexico policy. Then immediately the negotiators should say, well, OK, we're ending all remittance payments going back to Mexico. How about again, that? You know, money that's wired into Mexico. Uh, sorry, we're ending that. Uh, there will be no money, no remittance money being flown in or wired in. And immediately they would change their tune. Right? Of course they would. I bet, what... I, bet, I bet we could convince Mexico to build a wall on their southern border. The truth is that Biden doesn't want a wall. Biden doesn't want to stem the flow of illegal immigration. Biden wants to flood this country with as many illegal aliens as he can because he feels like they're going to vote for him. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Absolutely. The Democrat Party cannot survive in America without illegal immigration voting. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ.